going on, people? I am Spurrier, and this is the Opinion the Facts Media Group Podcast. And tonight, I'm joined by just the ladies, Journey to Be Great and Coco Love. What's up, ladies? What up? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, tonight, we have something special for you guys. Uh, we're going to be talking about five tough conversations every couple must have. And so I'm just going to go down the list, and then we're just going to give you guys some of our opinions. We're also going to throw some facts into it as well. And you just follow along, and just let us know at the end what you think about some of the questions that we're going to ask today. So question number one is, I'm asking you ladies this right here. So when you're in a relationship with a guy, who's handling the money? Like, so as far as like bills? I mean, you know, just in general, like who, who's handling the money? Do you pull your money with the guy or are you like, you do your thing, I'm going to do mine or who's who's handling the money? You know, suppose that, okay, let's, let me do it this way. You're married. Are you putting the money together? First of all, are you, are you going to keep it separate? Separate. Okay. What about you, Jordan? Um, see me, I would like oh, a 70-30 relationship. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would like a 70-30 relationship. So. Come on now. Hold, hold on now. So what do you mean? What, is, what does this mean? What does 70-30 mean? Like, it's when it comes to bills and stuff, he takes care of like 70% of it. Ah, okay. You no, know, I do the, the 30%. Okay, so you're saying you, you don't mind necessarily- I mean, but if he wanted to do more, I'm I'm not opposed. I'm, I'm not sure. I'm sure. I'm, I'm definitely sure about that. But here, here's the thing. I'm <laughs> asking. So so you're, you're saying you're sharing and Coco, you're saying you're not sharing, right? No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> so what do you No, saying? that's not what I'm saying. I was I thought we were talking about like putting it all like into an account or something. I'm saying we both handle it, but we handle it from our own accounts. That's that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't necessarily mind though having a household account and then having our own separate accounts. I wouldn't mind that. Okay, okay, okay. Well, here's something that's interesting that I found. So Emily Garbinski co-authored a study that they did at Cornell University, and they found that people who pull their finances together have a better chance of staying together. That's interesting. I feel like that will cause more fights, or it could cause more fights. Well, actually, on the, on the, on the contrary. They said that it builds trust and people feel like they're really on a team. Like, you know, you you got to be all in, man. When you're willing to just open up the books and say, this is what I got. So this is basically all the money going in one account. Yes. All the money goes in one account. And when the bills come out, it's like, oh, look at that and say, okay, pay it. But I want to do any of them have a side account that they didn't mention. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. But here's another thing, too. This is done by Pew Research. It says that seven in 10 adults say that it's important for the man to be able to support the family financially, to be considered a good husband or partner. What do y'all think about that? Hey, that goes back to my 70 30. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's not what they were saying. But <laughs> you know what? I don't think there's nothing wrong with that. I think it is good for a man to uh, be able to provide. But I just thought that was interesting, though. So that, that let y'all know where all that. <laughs> but anyway, we're going to go to the next question. So when you're dating somebody, how many children and when? When do you have them and how many do you want? Well, the when is, I mean, I don't know. That's up to y'all. I would say be a year at least after y'all have been married. So y'all have that time together because they say the first year of marriage is like the most difficult. But per like a little quick Google search, the average amount of children per family is 1.94 not really sure how you have 0.94 <laughs> um children so yeah 1.94 children okay family. what about you journey you quiet over there you know when and how many well for me no more 
(laughs) I have two and I'm done. But I did meet a guy who does not have children. And he mentioned that he would like kids, but I don't want any. If it goes further, he say he would be okay without having children. I don't know how true that is. If that's something that he actually desires and just to settle for not having it. I don't know. But that is a good conversation because I wanted to go ahead and get that out of the way so there won't be any confusion if we do decide to go forward that he already know where I stand I know where he stands so yeah you'll be continued you go you catch a slipper one (laughs) 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 you want to go get something haven't haven't made it that far I don't know if we're going to make it to that point like Another interesting conversation as far as couples, how much sex are you having? So basically like how many times mm. for are you to feel comfortable? Mm. <laughs> well, you know, since I'm the only guy here, <laughs> I'm thinking as many times as you can, man. That's what I'm thinking. Many times you can get in there. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. As many times you can. <laughs> Your ass no, get no sleep. Yeah, you're right. But look, seriously, though, I'm thinking, man, you know, seven days a week, got to get at least three in there, man. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. I mean, well, according to Google, a 2018 general social survey says this data came from 660 married couples saying that 25% had sex once a week, 16% had sex two to three times a week, mm-hmm. and 5% had sex four or more times per week so only five percent getting it in as much as they can wow no one of you <laughs> divorces out here but look here, here. <laughs> you know that and i want to tell this too for the ladies and the fellas look hey man the more you get it in you know it helps you with your prostate man so you throw that in there every time she try to ask you don't want to do it with you say look man you you ain't helping me with my prostate that I might have one day the prostate cancer so what'd you say help and save your life that's right man she's helping to save your life man okay gotcha the old guilt trip that's right hey baby you know now look now when if i catch it thing it's on you because i'm trying to get you to help me right now but you're tripping man i said i would need chemo if you would have gave me that oh my god (laughs) (laughs) okay let's go to the other one here man so uh, when you get with your significant other where y'all spending the holidays at home right at the house what you mean? Like, at, what What do you mean when you say where? You know, like, like you know how sometimes people want to go out on trips or whatever, maybe like trip, take a trip somewhere for Christmas or Valentine's Day or whatever it is. People just want to go somewhere and celebrate their holiday somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? So like, if you had to pick a place I prefer to be at home, honestly, but I mean, I would try it. I can understand like if, you know, maybe you all don't live in the same city as where you're from. So maybe traveling to see your family for Christmas or maybe going to see his family for Christmas. I can mm-hmm. understand that. Um, or maybe going to like, what is it? Gatlinburg or whatever. Mm-hmm. So like there to the cabins. I can understand that too. So yeah, I agree. Like I would prefer to be at home, but I am willing to compromise if he has family in another state. I don't know if I would want to do that every year, though. But yeah, no. do you take your gifts that are under your tree and <laughs> pack them up? Like, yeah, what do you pack do? them up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, I was just so with you guys. You probably didn't notice, but anyway, I wouldn't mind spending like uh, Valentine's Day somewhere really nice that has a nice winery or vineyard. You know, oh, yeah, like, definitely. You know, something like that. So I don't know exactly where I would go, but I think I would go based on what we would do when we get there. So yeah, something like something like that. I, I'm gonna share this with you guys. So did y'all know August. 18th is the U.S. National Couples Day. Interesting. My best friend's birthday. You got any kids? <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
So um, here's the last one we have for you guys. What religion? Like when you're getting with somebody, because you know belief is really is a really big thing. And I mean, you don't have to share that if you feel uncomfortable with it. But what religion? Do you go with his religion? Do you try to get him over to your religion? And how do you, how do you do it? Ooh, um, I'm of the mindset that I wouldn't necessarily try to persuade anyone. My parents practice different. What's the word? Not religions per se. Like they're both Christian. Yeah, denominations. My mother is Church of Christ and my dad is Baptist. So they're closely related. You know, it's not really far off. So that's how I was raised or whatever. So I'm not really big on trying to like convert anyone or vice versa, like them trying to convert me. So I I think that just depends on what works for you. But I was reading pewresearch.org. It was saying that roughly six in 10 married people say that they and their spouses practice the same religion. And I also saw that it was said that 44% of people say that practicing the same religion is important to them. It seems like people might have a little wiggle room when it comes to religion, actually. I agree with the research saying that it is better to believe in the same thing because depending on what you're talking about, it could be very hard like say for example, if your religion is talking about being vegan and then my religion is talking about, hey, it doesn't really matter or maybe something a little bit different than vegan, it's just kind of difficult. So I think when you have the same structure to believe in, it makes it a little bit better. And that's very important. Probably. I don't know when you had that conversation early on in the dating situation, but especially the vegan thing, I think that'll come up anyway. Like, you know, you go on your little first date and <laughs> they order a bunch of pork and whatnot and you, you know, you, you don't eat that or whatever. You don't eat meat or whatever. Like, I guess that might be somewhat of a turnoff in some cases, possibly. Would that be a factor, though, in a relationship? Yep. <laughs> like, not eating meat versus a meat eater? Yep. You being there bringing all that, that leafy stuff home with your husband, like, hey, man, I need some meat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see that being an issue for real. I can see it, too. I mean, it just depends on the people, though. You know, if you, like, I'm the type of person, like, what you eat doesn't necessarily bother me as long as you're not trying to make me eat it, you know? And I don't feel like I would be trying to put it off on the other person either. Like, I want you to, now, I don't know, though, at the same time, because if you're just sitting up there and you're just, like, being super unhealthy, like, it's very apparent in your weight, it's apparent in, like, your health issues or whatever, you got high blood pressure all of a sudden, then I would probably start trying to sway you to eat like me. I think that could be cause a lot of problems. You may pull up to a restaurant and you're trying to order and your spouse over there looking like, you know, you don't need to eat that. And you're like, man, you don't tell me what to do. And then they be like, <laughs> <laughs> it can start all kinds of arguments, especially like when you got kids and you're trying to give your kids some unhealthy stuff or whatever. And then your spouse is like, you can't eat that. And you're like, hold on now. I'm giving it to them. Yeah, I suppose. I guess I'm looking at it from the perspective of still eating healthy, but you have meat included in your diet versus someone who's just straight vegan. Like, um, I don't know. I, I, to me, it seems like it may be a balance, but then it probably could cause issues. I wanted to share this with you guys. According to the National Eating Disorder Association, but studies suggest that up to 50% of Americans have a disordered relationship with exercise and food. So what? Saying that what? For, say, for example, like people just eat for no reason. They just keep eating and then, they, then you don't really exercise. Don't take care of your okay. body. So it's like a disorder. Mm-hmm. Okay. So okay. you don't have a healthy healthy relationship with shit with food and exercise, basically. Correct. I think that's what we all we got for you guys today. We will be doing more episodes like this, kind of just going down the list of some things that maybe people should be talking about in relationships. I want to thank y'all so much for giving us the time, man. We really Really appreciate it. And that's it. I am Swaver, joined by Journey to Be Great, Coco Love. This is the Peanut Effects Media Group Podcast. Until next time, peace.